0: You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. The hits just keep on coming. Jerry Hill joins us now, Baylor Insider from Baylor Athletic Communications, and Jerry, welcome to you. Uh, you're following up Michelle Leonard. How about that today?
0: I I got to hear Michelle. Oh, nice.
1: nice. Very good Great job. Very good. Let's uh yeah. let's let's start with soccer then to follow up Michelle. Yeah. Uh, one one and one through the first three. She sounded uh, fairly pleased, you know, with where they are right now.
0: Yeah, John, I mean, when you consider they've gone on the road, three power five teams, um, you know, and that, that one at A&M in front of 6,700, almost 7,000 fans. Um, so, you know, I mean, they've been in some hostile environments and, and, you know, I, I know she was kind of soft playing it, but, you know, that, uh, that game at Nebraska, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about the travel. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um Uh, just getting there. And and you got to feel like they were, you know, probably a little uh, exhausted just from travel. And then, uh, you know, I got the same thing from the A&M game. I've talked to some people that that was pretty soft contact in in the box that led to the penalty kick. So that's frustrating. But again, you're playing A&M on the road. They don't lose a lot there. So um, I think to get that draw and, and walk out of there, you know, not taking a loss. I think that's pretty big for this program. And I think she's right. I mean, they she should feel good about where they are right now because you know, uh, and now they'll finally get a, a home game on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, finally. So uh, good for them, and a pretty good stretch this week, isn't it? For home events, uh, soccer at home on Thursday, volleyball at home on Friday, and football at home on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, my wife and i usually visit at the beginning of the week cuz she kind of plans out meals and i was like <laughs> right. well let's see when tuesday i'll be late later <laughs> interviews wednesday coaches show thursday vo, or soccer yeah. friday volleyball and she knows saturday i
1: mean yeah, saturday yeah.
0: about anyway so yeah it is a very busy week and a uh, fun week though you know home opener for all three of those you know volleyball hadn't been at home either so uh, this will be a this will be a fun stretch of days here
1: what about, uh, what are your thoughts about volleyball? Uh, you know, the, the, uh, season opening two games in big 10 territory, a couple of losses to a couple of really good teams. In fact, Wisconsin moved up to number one this week with Texas losing to long beach state.
0: Yeah, uh, John, uh, and I, I'll give Madeline Allen this credit, but, uh, there were actually uh ranked teams lost 19 matches this week. Oh wow. Huh. Uh, which is which is incredible. There were 13 upsets in those um you know seven where including Texas losing long beach that was a you know ranked team getting beat by an unranked team and then six where the lower ranked team beat a higher ranked team. So uh but 19 overall uh, losses by ranked teams and and you're right Wisconsin moved up to 1 and And Minnesota is now five. So your two losses were to now top five teams. And and, and I'm guessing that's why Baylor only dropped one spot in the poll. They went from 15th to 16th. But, again, that's their two losses. So, you know, I think everybody respects that this is still a really good team. Um, I don't think they played. uh, I didn't think they played as well uh, Saturday night as they did on Friday. Um, because I felt like Minnesota was maybe a little more beatable than Wisconsin. Obviously, I mean, Wisconsin's the number one team, and you took a set off Wisconsin. They just, uh, I think uh, in that third set, they lost the last nine points. So they, they just struggled in that one. But, again, it could have been you know, being tired. I mean, you're playing your second game and however long. So um, you know, I, I think it was probably a frustrating weekend for them, but it was one you knew going in that was going to be a pretty tall task um, again, playing two uh, top five teams, including Minnesota on the road.
1: Jerry, what about uh, Kendall Stowers, the start for uh, the freshman outside hitter?
0: Yeah, I mean, all tournament there, and I thought she played really well. Um, but even in that second game, you know, she, she had a lot of errors. Uh, if I remember right, Baylor hit zero 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 0 in that match. They had 27 kills and 27 errors. Uh, and She was kind of that same way, I think 10 kills, 10 errors. Uh, But overall, a great weekend for her, uh, you know, against two great teams for her to, you know, come away with those kind of numbers and to make the all tournament team. That's pretty good as a true freshman, you know, right out of the box, uh, playing two great teams and doing what she did. And and you kind of saw a little bit of, you know, I had had heard she has a little bit of Yossi in her and I I can see that. I mean, she can jump out of the gym. So she's going to be a fun one to watch, John.
1: Jerry Hill with us, Baylor Insider, talking about a week of home events for Baylor Athletics. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, and then the coaches' show debut on Wednesday. We'll call that a home event as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then football comes up on Saturday. Coach Dave Aranda's first weekly press conference yesterday. What uh, from what he said? What sort of grabbed your attention from the press conference?
0: Yeah, and I, not to toot my own horn, but I, I usually do three takes from each of those and in my three from that and one of them granted was a question that I asked, but I, the offensive line development. Um, and, and I think uh, you've seen that through the fall camp in particular, I was talking to somebody earlier today and, it, and that was their concern coming out of spring was, was it, that offensive line. And they really needed to develop. And I think they have in the, in the fall, John, and, and you've seen, you know, Clark and Campbell Barrington really kind of, take charge there. But, uh, you know, Caden Soraki coming in at right guard, uh, 6'8", 3'18", uh, big redshirt freshman. Um, So I think that line is kind of solidified. And I think the way Dave put it was it gives the offense an identity. Um, They're really big up front. That's part of the identity. Uh, But, yeah, that was one. And then the running back tandem um, with, uh, you know, with Dominic Richardson and Richard Reese, I think you're going to see a lot of both of them. Um, you know, when somebody asked the question, uh, you know, who's going to who's going to take the first snap? Uh, he he kind of steered away from that, but basically just said kind of what he said from, you know, maybe a week or two ago. Those guys are both going to get a lot of touches. And and, and that way, you kind of keep may, maybe keep both of them fresh um, because he felt like, uh, you know, Richard getting almost 200 carries last year was too much, you know, on a true freshman. So I think ideally he would like to see both of those guys get probably about the same number of touches. Um, so, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot from those guys. And then, you know, my third note was uh, the deal about uh, Texas State's
1: offense.
0: Uh, they're going to – Uh-oh,
1: did we lose him? I think so. Let's see if we can get him back. Jerry, lean back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We'll see if we can get him back here. Hang on. Uh, Jerry Hill with us visiting uh, about all things Baylor athletics. And, again, it is a big week ahead. And, uh, again, I would put the Baylor Coaches Show in that group, uh, 7 o'clock, 7 to 8 on Wednesday, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. Coach uh, Ryan McGuire will join us, Baylor volleyball coach, first half hour, and then Coach Dave Aranda, the second half hour, 7.30 to 8. So come and join us if you – if you so desire, on Wednesday evening. All right, we're going to get back to, uh, to Jerry now. Sorry about that. Uh, go ahead and finish that thought about Texas State's uh, offense and those wide splits.
0: Yeah, and I apologize. I actually got another call, and I thought it was you guys calling because oh. I didn't hear from y'all in a minute. So <laughs> I apologize for that. But, but I yeah, I answered the phone, and she was like, hello? <laughs> so it was not y'all. <laughs> But anyway, no, Texas State will spread it out. Their their wide receivers are going to be literally that, wide, wide, as, as Coach said, closer to the sidelines than, the, you know, outside of the hash, real close to the sidelines. So they will be really wide splits, um, you know, and, and basically Baylor has to fit right. You know, they, they can't, uh, you know, get out of their fits uh, or Texas State will make them pay. They've got a real vertical game. Uh, if i remember right the arkansas quarterback transferred in so um i you know and they've got what would we say john 52 53 something like that newcomers right, in that team. Right. so very colorado like i guess huh. so i just wonder what you know I, can you get that many guys gelling by this time so we'll see um cuz i think there's it's a little bit like i said that same issue at colorado when you got that many players it's hard to get everybody on the same page, you know, much less, uh, you know, if you have a spring and all that, but I think a lot of their guys came in this summer. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my main takeaways uh, from Monday's press conference. Uh, you know, and then the, I think he mentioned the deal, but I he's got a lot of confidence in Blake shapin uh, and Blake, Blake, uh, you know, has really kind of elevated his game, his leadership in particular, but I, Uh, You know, he mentioned uh, in the mock game the other day how he was, you know, really, you know, encouraging guys and, and, you know, kind of when he needed to get in their face. So I think he's seen the kind of things from Blake that he needed to see this fall. So that'll be fun to see how that translates to the field on Saturday night.
1: What do you think about uh, when we got a look at the two deep later in the day yesterday? uh, Some, you know, kind of eyebrow-raising things or just interesting parts of the two deep. Uh, right. Kyler Jordan, the, uh, number yeah. one guy listed at the Jack yeah. position ahead of Garmin Randolph and Byron Vaughns.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Byron is the Utah state transfer, you know, very high on him and, and Garmin. I mean, we've seen what he can do. So, you know, Kyler being up there at the top of that surprised me a little bit. Uh, you know, there were a few other surprises, but that was probably the one that kind of jumped off the page because. Um, honestly, during most of the fall camp, we didn't see him cause he had been banged up a little bit. So, um, you know, he's back on the field and, and, you know, at the top of the depth chart. So yeah, that John was probably the one that really jumped out at me. Um, you know, but there were, there were some other interesting issues. I don't know that any, I don't know that a lot of people knew that Siraki was the starter at right guard mm-hmm. right now. And that was one that, you know, that was in the release in the, in the depth chart release was Caden Siraki, a redshirt freshman being the starter at right guard and I believe it was Elijah Ellis and or uh, Tate Williams at right tackle. so those were those were kind of the positions you didn't really know as much about I think everything else you know particularly from center to left tackle I think those positions were kind of set with the Barringtons and, and Gavin Byers in between the two of them so those positions were kind of set but uh, yeah that was a uh, couple of interesting things there and and I think uh I think it was either or on kicker 2 yeah. um you know so that'll be we won't know we won't know until Saturday for sure like who's kicking off who's handling the uh place kicking chores but uh yeah it was it was fun though to see that uh you know obviously we watch you and I watch a little more practice than most people but you know still it's it's hard to kind of get a good gauge of where everybody is so it was good to see that depth chart and kind of get an idea of what we're going to see on Saturday.
1: Right. Very much so. All right. Final thought, uh, Aaron and I were talking about it in the studio, you know, about your dancing skills. <laughs> and, you know, coaches, they don't look ahead. Players, they don't look ahead. We can. Okay. Would a yeah. win over Utah in week two be dance-worthy?
0: I, yes. The week two is no doubt. Yeah. Like if, I
1: think so, too. If, if we,
0: yeah. If Baylor beats Utah, I'm dancing. All right. Um And and two, uh, since the question came up about my knee and whether I was full go, um, uh, I will say – the doctor told me today that my knee is better than it should be. Oh, I'm not sure. Exactly. What <laughs> exactly. That. Uh, apparently my physical therapy has gone well, but my surgery was really good. And that was kind of my take was, are you right. talking about your surgery? Right. You know, that's why it's better than it. I did a really <laughs> great like, job. Yeah, that.
1: I did such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was
0: stretching to pat himself on the back.
1: Oh, so, that's funny.
0: No, it was good news. And, uh, John, if,
1: I mean, depending on how the game goes Saturday, you may see me dance Saturday. Oh wow, really? And that season started yeah, off I'm with that. a win and a dance, I like it. That's good. That would be like <laughs> yeah, that'd be like a, a, a hey, show the world that your knee's okay. That I'm back and yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. You're gonna see did, this a lot more this year. <laughs> from, I think it was Aaron Hunt that asked me if if I was
0: if I was gonna be ready to dance. Really? I, I, said, I said I will be by September 2nd.
1: There so, you go. All yeah,
0: right. you, may, you may see the dance break out. Um, on Saturday.
1: All right. Very good. Another thing to look forward to this week. Uh, plenty, plenty of those things to look forward yeah. to. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right. it. All right. See you. Thanks. Jerry Hill, Baylor insider. Appreciate him. Uh, read his work on the web, baylorbears.com. Plenty of great um, uh, work there for Jerry, who has covered a ton of Baylor games. How about this? Going into this season, Aaron, Jerry has covered 415 consecutive Baylor football games. Now, think about that. 415 consecutive games. That is a lot. That is very impressive. You cannot do that unless you're very old. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. But that is really impressive. I mean, that is. It is very impressive. A ton of games. I know, consecutive games. Yes. Yeah, really impressive. Yep. Goes back to the 88 season? Yeah, Hmm. to the 88 season. So. Well done by Jerry Hill. So when we have him on and he talks about Baylor football, he knows of which he speaks. So well done by Jerry. Appreciate him. All right, let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, we've got some...